Merry Christmas from the They Don't Make Them Like They Used To crew. Brought to you from Sunshine Radio at St. Mary's Hospital on the Isle of Wight. Welcome to our last show of the year. Today we're bringing the indulgence of Christmas forward a couple of weeks with not one, not two, not even three. But oh yes, we have the embarrassment of riches of four people in the studio today. Now let's meet them, obviously. I am Tosin. Well, you might not know that, but I do. I am Tosin. I am the host for this evening. And... Sharon, welcome back. Hello all again. Oh, so Sharon, tell us, oh, why did you come back into the show? You made it such an entertaining experience last time, I just couldn't stay away. Cool, and what are you up to for Christmas? Um, it's going to be the usual home family eating oh, sort good, of event. Good stuff, good stuff. We're, we're going to give you the filmic equivalent of that today. We're going to gorge on a big packed show today. So, Joe. Hello there. Hello, Joe. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. And what are you up to for Christmas? I'm going to find somewhere quiet where I can hide away and watch Jingle All The Way without being mocked by everyone I know. No spoilers, no spoilers. That's coming up in the show later. (laughs) And Sean, how are you? Hello there, everyone. Um, Yeah, I'm good. And yourself? I'm doing well, doing well. So, what are you up to for Christmas? Um, Yeah, visit family. Normal, normal thing. Family, food. Watch, Watch TV, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Nothing majorly exciting. All right, cool. So this party was going to be even more indulgent and bigger and more packed. as, And we were going to get some Christmas cheer from people in the hospital walking around asking you in the hospital what your favorite Christmas movie is. But I have been suffering from the man flu equivalent of a muscle spasm. Aww. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. So I haven't been able to make it into the um, into the hospital this week. But I really do hope that you feel a part of this as well. This week, what we're doing is that we've chosen some classic Christmas Christmas movies, mostly from the pre-1980s period, which is what we do on this show, hence the name, they don't make it like they used to. And we have some bombastic blockbusters, some contentious choices, and some dubious decisions for you today. But first of all, I've looked down the list of films that have been chosen, and I'd like to address the elephant in the room, people. No, It's a Wonderful Life. Explain yourselves. Don't call me an elephant. <laughs> I, I, I guess we thought everybody was going to choose that one. So, yeah. But we can mention it because it is a, is a top movie, top Christmas movie. Yeah, no. yeah it's, a, it's a, a beloved movie by many people. It's never been my favourite, though. So it's not one that I would reach for to make myself feel particularly Christmassy. Yeah, I, I like it, but I just it isn't that in my top ten. Because you, you, you each had three choices and nobody yeah. chose It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Just... Okay, silence, silence. Yeah. I think people I think Inexplicable. I, I think our credibility on this show has just taken a hit. But <laughs> Well perhaps after you've seen a film so many times you it, then really. look for an alternative because it is on every year. And I think perhaps people may uh I don't want to say they're sick of it because it's a great film, but perhaps <laughs> they're just uh, looking for alternatives. Okay, you see now I reckon that this is this is something that Sharon will understand. I think it's a bit like on Strictly. Yeah. You know how it is on Strictly. I know my Strictly. Yeah, you know how it is when somebody everybody reckons, oh they're gonna be safe. Everyone's yeah, gonna they vote don't for vote them. for them. And then they don't vote for them and then they get and sent. And then they home. go, yeah, then they, they get go. I think that's what happens to It's a Wonderful Life. And it's a wonderful life is the pixie lot of this week. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway <laughs> I, I, I think James Stewart plays a bit of a I don't know, it's I, I really don't like his character. I think he's a bit weak and you know, to me anyway. Well, wet Christmas. blankets. Yeah, but wet anyway, blanket, enough it. about films that weren't chosen by you guys. Let's get to the films that were chosen by you Yay. guys. So, Sharon, would you like to tell us what your first choice was? My first choice is a good old one, White Christmas. Ah. Not the original Holiday Inn, 
because for me the biggest thing isn't the Bing in the film it's actually Danny Kaye he was my favourite actor in White Christmas but White Christmas when you're saying what we're doing for Christmas this year White Christmas is part of our Christmas at home Okay. generally Christmas Eve or Christmas Day out comes a DVD and we play it and it's normally the soundtrack to when we're getting ready for you know that for Christmas lunch I normally come in from church and it's we put it on then and then we're just doing the final touches and that's what comes on I just there's everything about it I lo- well I don't love everything about it there's one dance routine I can't stand but <laughs> which <laughs> one's that? that's the one that Danny Kay does actually called choreography choreography it's all like the modern he's like all the hep cats okay and yeah. he does really t- the, the swanky modern dancing and it's just a bit awful really but everything else I absolutely love from the very beginning when they're in the it's like 1944, and they're in France. Yeah. And then they sing, they sing to their retiring general, you know, we'll follow the old man. You're just, you're there, you're in the film, you've got, you've got that emotion already, you're connected to the characters. Okay, so it, listen, Why Christmas is one of these films that you hear a lot about. Yeah. You, you, I mean, I've, I've heard loads about it. I know a lot of people haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the film. But it's, so what is actually the storyline of The storyline, these two guys... Bing Crosby plays one and Danny Kaye plays the other. They meet when they're both serving in the US Army. They go to Europe and they serve there. Danny Kaye saves the life of Bing Crosby by pushing him out of the way when a shell explodes next to a wall. So they form this friendship. Bing Crosby's character was a famous Broadway star before the war. So after the war, they become a double act. They, they team up together and they become this very famous double act mm-hmm. and then we meet them again sort of 10 years later when they're touring the country and they meet these two sisters mm-hmm. and then they find out that their old general has fallen on hard times and he owns like this skiing lodge in Vermont so they decide to go there put on a show save the general okay. they get there and for the first winter in 50 years there's no snow so they decide to put on a big Broadway show to raise money even though there's no snow to save the general's skiing lodge and then all their old soldiers get together and then the big finale is on Christmas Eve, they have this massive show and it starts to snow and they all sing for the general and then they all sing as the snow falls down around the skiing lodge. Okay, cool. On that note, uh, let's play the song that has probably the transcended song. the movie and it's probably what you'll know if you've never actually seen the film. Like I know, okay, I know you said you're not... Uh, good old Bing. Yeah, I know you said that you, you, the Bing is not the main thing for you, but I think that was taken from a scene where he's standing in front of like the troops and everything. Could you just take us through what's happening? Yes, in that that's scene? the very beginning of the film when they're in France okay. in 1944. They're obviously having a bit of a hard winter because mm-hmm. that's the... Shawnee, you'll know. The, what's the name of the battle where they're snowbound and the American troops really get hammering? Um... That's, uh, yeah, I would know. Not the Battle of the Bulge, it's not the Battle of the Bulge, is it? on the hop there. Hang on, Passchendaele? No, not, no, not the Battle of the Bulge, is it? No, no Passchendaele. Oh, a second world war. Yeah, Battle of the Bulge was... was yeah, well, they're, they're sort of snowbound. They have a half... And, they, and he's entertaining the troops because he's this famous Broadway star mm-hmm. singing them. And then the general who's just leaving them, who's led them so far into the war, is retiring, going back to away from the front line. Mm. And he sings that and then 
the the general arrives and they all start singing we'll follow the old man which and if you haven't heard it it really gets the hairs on the back of your neck all right, standing okay. up my all my uncles and their wives were in the services during the second world war my dad was in the army so just hearing that always makes me sort of feel nostalgic for my dad cause I lost my dad a few years ago mm. and i've lost all my uncles now they're all Every single one of them have now died since that year. All of them are old soldiers. So it makes yeah. me think of all those old soldiers who aren't with us anymore. So it's quite a sentimental moment, but it really gets the hair standing up. All right, cool. Uh, and guys, what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, this was this would have been my choice of Sharon and the Chosen. I mean, it's <laughs> it's great. And there's some really, really good musical numbers in there. Totally agree with you, with, with Donald O'Connor. Um, I think he was... Very, very underrated. I think he's as Danny good as Danny, oh, Danny Kay. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's Danny Kay, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Of course, sorry. You're thinking of singing the I was. <laughs> and some other stuff. No, I'm thinking of like Holiday Inn or whatever. But yeah. um, uh, there's a terrific song in it at the beginning, I seem to remember, and I really, really like the song where they, it's only a short time, but it's, um, we're having a heat wave, oh, a yeah. tropical heat wave. <laughs> that's the two sisters, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Which I think is quite a good number. But it's a, it's, it's it a great fun. film. I haven't seen it for so long. And... Um, uh, so I must, I must really, really catch up on it. But it's the little touches. So the sort of the yeah. number they do called sisters. Yeah. When they meet these two sisters and they have their number, and then to distract, they're sort of being hunted for debts or something. I can't quite remember. Um, but so Danny Kay and Bing Crosby come out and they play the song in the background and they mime to it. And it's one of the funniest scenes in the film. But I've got friends of mine who sing it with their daughters and they know the whole words and they know the routines. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a fun thing. And I do. I go when I when it's on. I do dance around doing the sisters routine. I think it, it needs to be a video <laughs> camera around you as this Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a joyful thing. I think. Okay. So yeah. So White Christmas. I think. It, if from what you say, it sounds like it does that sort of Hollywood thing of taking something that's a little, little bit dark and then like well, the whole idea of war and stuff like that yeah. and sprinkling some Christmas magic on it and bringing like some sort of hope. So That's right. I think and it's sort of, and there's a number halfway through, well, no, towards the end, where they're, they're, this is called Gee, I Wish I Was Back in the Army and they're singing about their their army days mm. and how it compares to their civilian life versus... And there's one particular line I always love. It's um, about women wearing trousers is obviously quite controversial yeah and it's like you know we dance cheek to cheek and slacks to slacks <laughs> <laughs> i don't get it but <laughs> can, can, quite a young man is it okay if i mention the director here because oh, yeah, yeah, michael me. curtis go is just sorry mate go on because michael curtis is just an outstanding director and he's done so many so many great films he's so versatile it's such yeah. a range of and films people just don't know the names so much as they do other directors it's incredible isn't it i mean you, if you think some the names of his films i'm trying to think of what else he's done okay well he did like obviously my face robin hood Captain, um, Blood. Captain Blood, Charge of Light Brigade. Oh, Errol uh, Flynn. Flynn. Yeah, all those films he did. A little known film called uh, Casablanca. Casablanca, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. He did. He did Another he, wartime one again. Yep, yep. Passage to Marseille. Passage to Marseille. Just so many. He, he, he is, uh, you know, a lot of people don't really. No. Virginia so, City. What a great Western movie. Again, wasn't that Errol Flynn? That. Yes, Errol Flynn. Yep, Errol Flynn and Anne Sheridan. One Mildred of Pierce. Favorites. Mildred Pierce. Right. Did he? Did he? Did he have it like some sort of? My goodness! It sounds like he had some sort of um, appointment or some sort of contract to only ever direct Errol Flynn movies or something. No, 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 no. Humphrey no. Bogart. <laughs> Plenty of Humphrey Bogart, but it's just so many that they don't realise. And and to direct a musical as well. Yeah, what a yeah. Versatile bloke. The yeah. Sea Wolf. He did the Sea, sea Wolf. Yeah. Okay. Yankee Doodle Dandy. Okay, you've pushed him up in my estimation to to rank alongside did Robert he did Wise. Charge the Light Brigade as well. He yes, he did. Charge Light Brigade. Yes, yeah. 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 Okay, okay, all right. okay, guys, guys. Look, everybody, just calm down. Calm down. All right. Everyone, just calm down. Christmas. Think Christmas. Yeah, just calm down. Christmas. All right. We're going back to Christmas. We're going back to Christmas. As I said, there's a bumper edition. We're really, really packed. 
not get through in an hour. So please, thank you very much for that. Why Christmas? Why Christmas? Great for starting us Recommend off. Recommend it. Sean, what is your first choice? Okay, my first choice, um, a 1970, again, it's a musical, um, Scrooge, starring Albert Finney. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, some great, it's a tr- traditional, we, we all know the Christmas Carol story. So it's that story, but there's, there's lots of songs. Um, and I think Albert Finney is outstanding in this piece. Uh, but the bit in the film that particularly I find quite difficult is when he's, he's, his um, fiance and uh, she comes in and says, so are we going to... Oh, it's just a really, really good... I'm feeling quite sad about that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Is this we'll, the one we'll with give one Kenobi? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll get yeah. a second. We'll give you a second to compose yourself oh, while okay. we play this, which you've chosen from the film. Like life, life likes me. Life and I fairly fully agree. Life is fine, life is good, especially mine, which is just as it should be. Life. See how much we like. Yes, that was I Like Life from the 1970 version of Scrooge. So, Sean, I've just had a look on Wikipedia, and they uh, Adaptations of A Christmas Carol has its own Wikipedia page, just because there's so many of them. So many, yeah. So from films alone, I'm looking at this list, and it's probably about 20. So why this one out of all of them? Um, well, I guess I, would, I, would have, I was about 10 years old, and um, obviously uh, my parents took me to see this, and it was like, Oh, this 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 bad guy turned good. I mean, I really like and that song. I was thinking, and and I've sort of tried to live by that philosophy that you you have to enjoy life, you know, yeah, like life, enjoy yeah. it rather than so it just and that sort of stuck with me. So I I, I like to try and be I like I like to like life, you know, and I it, I think that was the point. But that particular song, and sometimes I might even sing that to myself. I like life. You know, <laughs> so I think that's probably why I, I I'm not sure how it did in the box office or anything like that. I don't know if anybody has any ideas, but that's that, that's what really sticks in my mind. And, and from listening to this now, I'm, I'm going to go and watch it. I'm going to find <laughs> it and watch it. So. so in that scene, the Like Life scene, what's going on? Who's singing to him and all that kind of stuff? Okay, well, that's that's one of the ghosts. And they say, hey, Scrooge, come on, you've got to... It's, it's, it's like... Um, is he the ghost of Christmas Past? Yeah, that one. Yeah, the jolly yeah, one. The jolly one, the big jolly one. The, the, was that the, Kenneth Moore? I'm trying it, to recognise the voice. Was it him? Um, Kenneth Moore was the ghost of Christmas present. Um, so, I, I, as I say, this if you think I saw this back in, it's probably 1970, 71 with my parents. So, um, yeah, it could it could have been Kenneth Moore, which had been the, the ghost of Christmas present. So that would that would make more sense, I guess. Um, and Alec Guinness is uh, Marley's ghost, right? Yeah, Marley. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So well, it's, it says that the Ghost of Christmas Past was played by Edith Evans. Edith so Evans. I'm guessing that that wasn't the Ghost yeah, of Christmas. Yeah, so it no, must be the Ghost of Christmas, Christmas present. present. And I'm the Ghost of Christmas present was Kenneth, was Kenneth yeah. Moore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Kenneth Moore. That's so. There you go. Yeah, what a great actor as well, <laughs> Kenneth Moore. Mm. I'll have to talk about him in a few later shows. But um, the whole, just the whole film is, you know, from a Christmas Carol was quite, quite uh, left me feeling. Pretty good at the end, from what I can remember. But as I say, it was so, so long ago that I'm going to have to watch it again now. Yeah, because, because I think for me, uh, for me, a great thing about uh, about Christmas movies, I think a good Christmas movie pulls pull, pulls you out of the cynicism surrounding Christmas and sure. makes you actually think, oh, okay, fine, I'll get some Christmas spirit, I'll go get a hat, I'll go buy a tree, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really embrace it. 
Well, yeah, yeah, it makes you really embrace it. I think uh, I think we're going to be talking about that uh, a little bit to do with that in Sharon's second choice. Yeah. So I don't want to jump the gun on that. But I'll just I'll say that it's it's um what a good Christmas movie does because of all the of all the adaptations of a Christmas Carol, my favorite one is actually the Muppets. <laughs> the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, That's on many yeah, people's I've, I've, favorite list, you, isn't it? I've not seen it. You haven't seen it. I have not seen. Oh, the Michael Kay does it. You left. It's it. very good. It is good. So, it is. is it good? I think my favorite would have to be the Bill Murray. Uh, Scrooge. Oh, Scrooge. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's the one that I actually found the the ghost of uh, of the future quite terrifying as a kid. Is that? Is yes. that? Uh, that's not an animated one. Is it? No, no. no what's, what's, what's the latest one that came out? Just oh no, that was the Jim, Jim Carrey one. Jim Carrey one. It was the motion captured. It was just called the Christmas Carol. That one. Yeah, I saw it in three D. Yep. Quite queasy most of the way through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was probably the wart on his nose. So, so, <laughs> so from this Wikipedia page, how, how many films roughly did it say about? That have been made, or yeah. how many films have been made from Scrooge? Okay, you guys talk amongst yourself while I can. Well, I was thinking of this Alistair Sim one, which is quite an early one, isn't it? Nineteen forties, yeah. the Pro- British probably one. Probably earlier than that, is it? Um, yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, there's so many. Um, but, but back to the Jim Carrey one. What did you think of it, Joel? 20, I never saw it. Actually. You never saw it? No. And what did you think, Sharon? I liked it, but I shouldn't have seen it in 3D because I, 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 I mean, see, 3D don't really get on. Uh, but yeah. I did so, enjoy the the whole experience of it, that it was quite faithful, I thought. If I, so I remember, re- I've read the book many years ago, but I seem to think it was a quite faithful account of mm-hmm. Scrooge's journey, journey. with they, his four ghosts. They do quite a lot of Christmas films in um CGI now, don't they? With like, there was that Polar Express. Oh yeah. That? Oh yeah. I, well, like I guess, I guess it's, the whole, nice. it's the whole idea of trying to catch that magical thing about Christmas, mm. and like you, when you go with animation or something, like you can capture a lot more capture magic. A lot more, than, yeah. yeah. Than the flying would... through the air and. Uh... Yeah. yeah. Actually, I was trying to think of how many. Oh, that's another <laughs> Christmas <laughs> film altogether. <laughs> but I was trying to think, you know, about British Christmas films because often the ones that really first come to your mind uh-huh. are classically American films, aren't they? Like White true, Christmas. True. And the ones we've chosen, apart from Sean's. Well, the director uh, of American Sean's ones. one is British, so I suppose what what actually, it depends what you think classes as, as, as a, a British, British film, film. I suppose and it's got lots of British actors. There's a chap called Ronald Neem who was principally a cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Oh, his next film was The Poseidon Adventure. I don't know okay. if you knew that. Mm-hmm. So quite versatile as well. Good mix of but, stuff. Yeah. Okay, so um, in in film, twenty one adaptations. 20. And probably about 40 when it comes to television. Wow. Yeah. Because quite recently, Patrick Stewart did a very good television oh, one yeah, recently. Yeah, he did. Was it like a Hallmark one? Funny, they, they did it was a, one of those, yeah. It was one they, of those Those double weird ones. two part things, yeah. But they were, I, I thought that was very good. Mm. Enjoyed it. Personally, I enjoyed the Doctor Who one from a few years ago with Michael Gamble. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that was the, yeah. I, I still think, I still think, like, well, going back to the Muppets one, I just think that the, the casting of what they did, well, the way they cast the different Muppets in the different roles. I yeah, just Miss Piggy so, and Miss Piggy and Kermit married to the head yeah. like frogs and, and pigs they have frogs they? and pigs as kids <laughs> and you have the whole thing where because when they have Marley his old partner that comes back instead of having just one they have Waldorf and Statler the Muppets <laughs> they're my favourite Muppets and, and they come back in like this sort of electric chairs and they have this song where they go where Marley Marley woo <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that that's pretty good so Sean anything else you want to say about that um well, as I say, though, nothing really except that I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it again. Yeah. Hopefully. So I'm gonna maybe determined to catch that one again. But I would tell you, Albert Finney that does sound like, well, he sounds like brilliant casting. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for Scrooge. Yeah, he he, he he nails it. Yeah, but what was up with his voice in that song? It sounded really, really high pitched. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know really. Maybe he was um, 
too much too much of the Christmas grog or something. <laughs> <laughs> too much of the milk of human kindness. Milk of human kindness. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, thank you very much for that. So we've had White Christmas. We've had Scrooge. I can get confused with one and say Scrooge, but it isn't Scrooge. It's Scrooge. And now moving on, Joe, what is your first choice today? Well, this is a film. It doesn't get played as often as, uh, as your It's a Wonderful Lives or your White Christmases. But for me... It has Cary Grant in it, <laughs> so therefore it makes it automatically better. It's a, a film from 1947 called The Bishop's Wife, an absolutely lovely film. Uh, and as someone that, that finds it very hard to get into the Christmas spirit, this is one of the films that does it for me, just because it's it's Cary Grant and it's lovely. Okay, cool. And on that note, let's play something from... The Bishop's Wife from what was in So, Joe, the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear that is just, it sounds extremely romantic. Uh, it kind of is. What I like about it is it, it, it's one of those Christmas films that actually makes me like Christmas, which is a hard a hard job. And the reason is it's it's got a, a, a moral to it. It's got a meaning to it, which is basically uh, you've got to know what's really important and uh, not what you think is important. Sometimes you can get... Um, you get involved in things that you believe to be really, really important and actually you're missing what really is, uh, should be taking up your attention. Okay, so yeah. do you want to rewind a bit and just tell us what this, what is this film about? Okay, so you've got uh, a bishop um, played by the fantastic uh, David Niven who is desperately trying to raise money to put together a new cathedral. It's his, his, his main goal. It's what he's trying to do and he's, he's being extra specially nice to all of the uh, richer people in the town. He's he's um, there's this one particular miserable old lady that he's he's ever so friendly and polite to just in the hope that she'll uh, donate money towards this new cathedral. Um, and then she starts to want to have her own way and she starts saying, well, you know, I want this to be done and that to be done. And he's, he's going along with it just because it's the only way he can get it built. And uh, a mysterious chap called Dudley, played by Cary Grant, turns up at the bishop's house. And you very, very early on get this feeling that something's uh, special about this guy uh, he's you know he's the, the camera goes into a soft focus every single time he's on and uh, beautiful music starts playing so as a viewer you're thinking hey there's something uh, heavenly about this guy and it, yeah he's an angel he's, he basically plays an angel sent to earth to, to remind the bishop what's really important uh, everyone that he comes into contact to is he helps and he, he uh, sort of affects in a positive way except for this bishop who starts to be be thinking hang on a minute uh, this this chap's Everyone loves him, and he's helping everyone except me. And, and you get this kind of, uh, this almost jealousy from the bishop's point of view. Um, but yeah, and, and it's, it's lovely. It's lovely to see the bishop go from this, David Niver's character go from this, this uh, man who's obsessed with this, this church to actually realising that staying at home and spending time with his wife, who Cary Grant seems to be doing a lot of, <laughs> is actually more important. And to be honest, if Cary Grant turned up and started spending time with your wife, you'd reassess your priorities too, wouldn't you? <laughs> 
it's a lovely film it's a great great movie so okay so Cary Grant plays some guy who walks around and helps everybody and makes everybody's life better yeah you think this might be a bit of wish fulfillment on his part or a bit of like an ego trip well interestingly the original cast for the film was the other way around they had David Niven as the angel figure and Cary Grant as the bishop um, but after watching the footage that had been shot they realised something's up here it's not working as they'd hoped and they swapped them round and Cary took, took some persuasion uh, of Cary Grant to actually relinquish the, the title character of the bishop but once he did everyone agreed that it was much better and they fit into the opposing roles uh, much more comfortably ah oh, okay cool so the first time I ever heard about this film was when a remake was made about made of it in the 90s I think with Denzel Washington in the Dudley role wasn't it Whitney Houston is his yeah, as, wi- the, as the said bishop's wife yeah it was called the preacher's wife I've because- heard of it and ah. I've never seen it I've never seen it either. <laughs> I've never seen it either <laughs> well that's the first time I heard about it and it seems like it follows the same basic basic premise although they do make a big deal of of like Dudley falling in love with a wife and like looking as if there was actually possibly like some sort of romantic thing there does that happen in the original or is that just kind of made up to appeal to a 90s crowd you could um, because it's Cary Grant you know he's not being you know you know he's not doing the dirty on david niven um but that you could you could look at it that way if you if you weren't paying attention possibly you might think hang on who's this chap hanging out with the bishop's wife mm-hmm. but because it's Cary grant and you know the sort of film it in it's in you, you you don't really think that okay i remember seeing that years ago because we used to be a bit of errol flynn david niven were sort of big we were big followers of them in our household, yeah. so we watched all of their films. And but I, I didn't think of it as a Christmas film particularly. So maybe I need to refresh my memory a bit. But I remember, yeah, I think a bit. You think I'm enjoying it, but I don't remember think of it as particularly Christmas. Well, the whole it's thing. as Christmas is approaching in the film, you get this feeling that that that's po- possibly why. Um, why the angels there? Why the angels been sent? Because Christmas is the time of goodwill, and Christmas is 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 coming all the time, and he wants to try and get the cathedral underway before then. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, sounds lovely. I'll have to watch it again. I have watched it, but it's years ago, so it is lovely. Sounds it's like a lovely thing. I'd like to watch again. It's a good one. Sean, you I, like I've, I've I've not seen it actually. No, that's, <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. But um, I was looking at the director and the the director Henry Costa. He's mm. um, some of the films I have seen. He did Harvey. Um, oh, I oh, love yeah. Harvey. Yeah, Absolutely and, love Harvey. Yeah, Harvey's a great movie. I think. Um, okay, I think Harvey's going to be showing up on another one of the Harvey in the New Year. Harvey in <laughs> the New Year sounds good. And and the Robe. Which so massive oh, wow. film, massive film, and a film, another a musical film, the Flower Drum Song, which is all about these uh, Chinese guys that move to America and try to make a living. It's nice, it's a good one. Wow, it's a good director. <laughs> okay, cool. A real mixed bag. Yeah, cool, good stuff. So, um, anything else to say about the? Uh, so, what you were saying about it? So, what what gets you about this film that all other Christmas movies fail? Well, part of the reason is I feel it's been um, unfairly. Uh, remembered. I don't think it gets uh, shown as much as it should. It gets overshadowed by your regulars, your white Christmases, and your it's wonderful lives. And yet, for me, it's just it's a lot more understated. It's a lot more meaningful, and and uh, it's got Cary Grant, yeah. <laughs> which is always good. It starts to be like there's a little bit of I found it myself. This is my own little corner of Christmas. Nobody else has this but me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm watching The Bishop's Wife. What are you watching? Oh, White Christmas. Okay. <laughs> What's he trying to say, Sharon? That's, man's dissing your Christmas. You <laughs> don't want to dare. diss on someone's he Christmas. Wouldn't dare. <laughs> <laughs> 
I jog his elbow next time at the cinema, and that is ice cream would go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise for the pyramid, by the way. Sorry, it was my idea to see that. You made me see. Yeah, that. sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Everybody's <laughs> listening to this. I just like to apologise for everybody in the studio. They're off in their own little world and snapping them right out of it. Sharon, will you please tell us your second choice? Yes, my second choice again, probably a bit populist, but I, I don't mind being populist at all. Nothing wrong um, with populist. I'm going for Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, <coughs> nineteen forty seven version. Okay. With Maureen O'Hara. Oh, as yeah? cynical mum being sort of battered about by life she was divorced and she's raising her daughter alone the daughter is raised by a very young, played by a very young Natalie Wood mm-hmm. and she runs the the Thanksgiving's parade out of Macy's store in New York yeah and the Father Christmas turns up and he's drunk so they sack Father Christmas and the real Father Christmas the real Chris Kringle turns up and is employed by Macy's to become their shop Father Christmas. Okay, yeah. And he's he won't be. You know, he tells everyone. You know, they, who are you? Well, I am. I'm Santa Claus. I'm Chris Kringle. That is my name. That's who I am. Yeah. And they begin to believe that he's insane. Yeah. And because mental illness wasn't treated very sensitively in the 1940s, they believe that if he's carried on with his delusion, he could have suddenly these maniacal fits and become dangerous. Oh, yeah. So they decide that they're going to get him committed because he obviously isn't Father Christmas, he isn't Santa Claus, so he must be mad. And yeah. if you're mad, then you're dangerous. So they decide to have him committed and he, the boyfriend of Maureen O'Hara and the and the prospective stepfather of this little girl is a lawyer and he decides to defend him. And the only way to stop him from being committed is they go to a hearing so that the judge has to decide whether he really is Santa Claus or whether he's insane and if he's insane he's going to be committed yeah and so it goes to the hearing and then they bring forth witnesses you know small children saying oh yes and they said have you do you know who Santa Claus is yes and he's sitting right there <laughs> <laughs> and then they they go through the whole hearing where the judge then suddenly has to have this the weight of every t- child's eyes in the city saying that are you going to tell us there's no Santa Claus there's yeah. no Father Christmas yeah and the yeah, there's, 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 there's this epic sort of court scene where they have to decide whether he's he is who he says he is or he's mad. There, aren't, there isn't a third option. He either is the real Santa or he's a madman. Yeah. And obviously the, the judge makes his verdict. And what do you think his verdict is? Well, this is a Christmas movie. I reckon that he sends him down for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just another 30 years. It, it, it goes, yeah, it, it sort of like switches about three, uh, uh, seven, uh, three quarters of the way through. It switches to a Shawshank Redemption type movie. <laughs> Chris Kringle has to like burrow his way out of, out of jail with a spoon. And the elves show up and like, you know, attack everybody because like, you know, they locked up their boss. There's so much wrong with what you've just said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling you should be having a hearing at some time soon. <laughs> Maybe I should make it a miracle. My miracle of 34th Street. Your miracle Street. of 34th Street. Santa becomes Rambo. <laughs> like, That's a whole nother film. That's yeah. great. Let's see that. <laughs> yeah, but see, okay, so what happens? Tell us. Well, the judge decides, yeah, he, he rules that he is, you know, Santa Claus is safe. He is Santa. He's not oh, committed. I would never and have seen that. No, seen <laughs> That's incredible. Shock ended. Okay, yeah, yeah. Joe, 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 just put it back in your holster, okay? <laughs> take that take that cynicism and put it back in your holster. Though. That's, I think, the We're whole thing. We're being magical like here. I think it's that reclaiming Christmas from that the, the cynical and from the exploitative and from the commercial. Because at one point, bear in mind, this was made in 1947. Santa Claus, when he's addressing some of the people who work at Macy's, he says, you know, oh, in the last 50 years, Christmas has become so hard. 
Everyone wants everything shinier, faster, brighter, newer. He said Christmas is not the same anymore. Mm. And you're thinking, so basically you're saying that since Victoria died, that Christmas has gone downhill. And we look at Christmas now, we tend to say exactly the same things yeah. 70 years later. Yeah. So, And I think it's that trying that sort of reclaiming of innocence and the little girl who's when she starts off in the film she's quite cynical she's like you know there's no such thing as father christmas you know you're employed you're an employee i know you're my well, I guess, mom i guess i guess that, that's kind of been driven into her by her mum, who's probably yeah. a bit jaded and her mum's of- saying look don't tell don't lie to her tell her the truth tell her that you're not father christmas or yeah. you're not santa claus yeah and he's like no i am chris kringle that's my name <laughs> and on his employee card it has you know how old are you well i'm older than my tongue but younger than my teeth <laughs> and I was born in the North Pole. <laughs> it has this, this this warmth about it. And so, now, the, part of our sort of cynical, you know, twenty first century minds, we're thinking, you know, he's odd, isn't he? He's yeah, not, he's not quite right. But it's about embracing that sort of innocence again. And I, that's what I love about it is that yeah, it celebrates that innocence and that lack of cynicism that we all sort of fall into. Okay. So, gentlemen, what do you think? I, for me, I think it would work better if it was uh, Richard Attenborough. <laughs> that was in the second, the, the remake, wasn't it? Yeah. But again, a lovely film. I was torn between the two. Mm. All right. So it's a worthy remake. I think uh, it's just because I saw the Richard Attenborough one first that, that that's like the, the one for me. But yeah, no, it's, it's a good film. Yeah, it? Edmund Gwen plays um, Santa Claus in the first in the first one. First film, for which I didn't realise until I sort of looking up on it today, was that he won an Oscar for it. He won Best Supporting Actor for his role. So Father Christmas won an Oscar. Go, <laughs> cool, Sean. Any thoughts on Miracle on Thirty uh, Fourth Street? I, I think enough's been said. Yeah, I think um, it's it's a great movie, um, and I, I enjoyed the remake as well. Actually, have you seen the remake? Yeah, I've, I've, that, I've yeah. actually I've actually only seen the remake. The remake. I only seen the re- with um, with Richard Attenborough. Yeah, and because it was made in the nineties, it had like you know the child actress of the nineties, Mara Wilson, in it. That's right. Whereas more in um, so Natalie Wood was that the, her equivalent, you know? Yeah, her equivalent in the 40s. back yeah back then. I mean, and Mara Wilson, who just essentially she acted any kid off the screen in the nineties. Yeah. So I think her only other the her only sort of competitors were probably Macaulay Culkin which is why she won and, <laughs> and maybe Elijah Wood but yeah and I, and I remember thinking that I remember thinking watching it and thinking this is actually quite funny like there's the idea it's almost as if imagine if Father if Father Christmas was real and if he'd ended up in like you know New York in in the 90s what would happen and I actually thought that was quite good and then I found out there was a remake and I, and I found it I was quite surprised to think that people were thinking like that way about Christmas and all that kind of stuff like all the way back in the forties, I was. Well, we, which we think was an innocent age in itself, but obviously it had been through such a hideous time. Yeah, there. just just coming after the war after and the everything. War, yeah, I would just like to say though, Tozen, you said imagine if Father Christmas was real, and I mean I'm not a big Christmas fan, but I know yeah. that Father Christmas is real. Oh, yeah. now it comes yeah. out. Now it I mean, comes out. You can't out. just you know sweep that under the. Car. Now yeah. it comes out. Look at see, him. I can't help myself from saying Father Christmas though, because that's uh, that's um, Santa Claus to me is a bit like no, it's not Santa Claus, it's Father Christmas. Yeah, of course, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I guess that's the American thing. American thing, New York, and it's it's actually, anyway. Anyway, so okay, good choice. Yeah. I actually like. It. I, I would I would probably recommend like you know track it down this watch Christmas. Watch them both. Yeah, watch yeah. them both. But yeah, either one of them. American Thirty Fourth Street. Either one. <laughs> After yeah, I have to admit I do. Th- looking at the picture of was it Edward Gwen? Was it? Edward Gwen, yeah, yeah Edward Gwen. Edmund Gwen. Edmund Gwen. Uh, looking at the picture, I have to say, I do think that like, Richard Attenborough does look more like Christmas. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does, but I've got to watch that film. All right, cool. Sure, uh, not Sean, Joe. 
Joe, going on to you, what is your second choice? Well, uh, uh-huh. yeah. See. Okay. <laughs> uh, everybody, remember at the beginning, I promised you dubious decisions, and here we are. This film is, for me, it represents Christmas from a completely different point of view, from a different angle. Uh, back in 1996, when Arnold Schwarzenegger was going through his comedy phase, he made a Christmas movie, like all good struggling actors do. <laughs> and he made a film called Jingle All The Way. And I absolutely love it. It's brilliant. It deals with commercialism uh, and sentimentality. And I think it's actually quite funny uh, at the same time. Okay. All right. Cool. Joe, we're going to give you a second to craft your defense of this. <laughs> I'm ready. While, while, while we listen to this. Mr. Joe Briscoe. It's great, isn't it? And if you're wondering why it sounds like a superhero theme, it's because it is a superhero theme. It's the theme to Turbo Man. Turbo Man. And Turbo Man is the the thing that every child wants this Christmas. I think it was based on the whole Cabbage Patch Dolls thing. And the the Buzz Lightyear thing that went mad about the same time. That came afterwards, yeah, Buzz Lightyear. And in fact, every big Christmas toy, this whole thing in recent years of having the Christmas toy that everyone needs to have. That theme, that theme was fabulous. Um, It's a very, very good theme, yeah. yeah. Reminds me of corn gold. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's absolutely huge. It's adventurous and massive and super and heroic. And that's the whole idea. And uh, the idea is that there's this doll called Turbo Man, this toy that every kid wants. Um, and because they're so popular, of course, they're sold out. Um, the, uh, Ronald Schwarzenegger's character promises his son for Christmas, I'll get you Turbo Man. And he says, I'll definitely do it. He's a father that doesn't have enough time for his family. The same old story. But he makes this one promise to his son. His son is uh, Jake Lloyd, by the way. Uh, Stop throwing tomatoes at the radio. (laughs) The guy that ruined Star Wars. Um, And yet... No, that was George Lucas. Well, yeah. (laughs) Created it and ruined it. Um, But, of course, being Arnold Schwarzenegger and being too busy as a mattress salesman, he forgets. Christmas Eve rolls round. He's just laying there uh, in bed and his wife goes, "Uh, you you remembered you did get the Turbo Man doll, didn't you? And he's like, oh, yes, the Turbo Man doll, of course. And then he turned the lights out and he's just there staring in terror because he's completely forgotten to buy it. <laughs> and so the whole day of, of, of chaotic uh, uh, madness ensues as, he, as he's traveling around the city, desperate to find one of these dolls that have sold out everywhere. He goes through uh, dodgy knockoff cheap versions of it that are no good and and and. and um, uh, questionable means of even considering stealing one from under the tree of his annoying neighbours that always have everything uh, and, and in the end effectively he becomes the real Turbo Man in this Christmas parade and, and, and little Jake Lloyd gets to see his dad as, as this uh, hero and it's lovely and it's brilliant I love it Oh, because there's a bit where he has he's dressed up as a Turbo Man thing and he has a backpack on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, jetpack. Yeah, and then he flies up and then there's this shot with some really really bad back, back projection where he's falling away. He's like, yeah. Yeah. when you say bad back projection, I I say I say classy retro <laughs> effects. Classy retro <laughs> effects. That, now yeah. now with the revisionist eye on, it was a retro. It was a retro effect. It, well, it did it on purpose. For. Yeah, designed to look cheap and rubbish. <laughs> But it's confession time. Why I haven't seen it? Oh, it's good. It's really, it's, really it's good. It's a fun movie. Don't, don't, 
I think I've seen clips of it when it's been on and I've probably you know blocked it from my mind well, as a kid but I'm, a p- I'm willing to you know give it a go give it a go it's funny as a uh, kid that was is, was and is big into toys still uh, i get the whole thing about you know that's the toy this christmas and you've got to have it and you know it's gonna be this year it's all those frozen dolls everyone's gonna have like the elsa doll yeah, or I'll, the I'll do anya without, doll i'll do without them i think this yeah. year actually, <laughs> yeah. Lord, i'm still looking for a, a your christmas present blame, then <laughs> they've, they've they've overdone that they've overdone that way too much oh there's a, there's a nice lego set there's a there's a, a Smaug Lego set that's been sold this Christmas. Well, there's actually a a proper figure, a massive figure, twenty four inch wingspan or something ridiculous, but it costs about eighty quid, which is shocking for a toy. Eighty quid. I thought that, I was expecting more. But okay. But anyway, back to Arnie. Back to back Arnie. Arnie. I think this, I think okay. Jingle all the way. It's not actually that bad a film. It's I think the the point that it's trying to make, kind of like you know what you were saying that Sharon, what you were saying about the uh, miracle. I was about to say Nightmare on Thirty Fourth Street. And Miracle on Elm Street. Yeah, the, the Miracle follow-up. on Elm Street. <laughs> oh good lord, those would be some confused movies. <laughs> Kids don't see Elm Street. Oh good lord, and, and so it's not a Christmas film. Father Christmas walking around going one, two, Santa's coming for you. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, what you were saying about Miracle of 34th Street. Yeah, that reclaiming innocence from cynicism. Yeah, the, the whole cynicism thing. And then you have, um, it's, so this was made in the 90s, and then you have uh, uh, Turbo Man, the whole Turbo Man thing, the whole idea of, oh, you got to get this thing, and it's all crazy. And he ends up fighting, he ends up fighting with this other guy, who is, is he like, a, he, because Sinbad, the actor Sinbad's That's in right. the movie, and he, he ends up fighting, he's, what's he, he's like a, security guard who's trying to get the same toy for his son or something like that there's a a competitive aspect to that who's going to get if they find one who's going to have it yeah so he gets to be Turbo Man does he actually get the toy in the end Uh, or is the moral that it doesn't really matter by the time they get that point it doesn't matter I'm not going to tell you okay I'm going to let you see the film for yourself I I have to watch it now I cannot actually remember it I cannot actually remember it I mean I was I will still say that if you're going to see one uh, one film with Arnold Schwarzenegger doing kids movies watch Kindergarten Cop Shut up, <laughs> Tozen. <laughs> I'm not Tozen, I'm a princess. <laughs> I'd say if you're going to watch it, we're going to go to go. But Jingle All the Way, it's one of those films where, I mean, it had a good point that I was trying to make. And it was, I just feel like it would have been a better film if they'd had like Tom Hanks in the lead role or somebody like that. As opposed to Arnie, no, it's, he didn't, doesn't need to win Oscars. He doesn't need to, you know, make people cry. Schwarzenegger's <laughs> fine. He'll do. <laughs> it's just kind of like when you said, like he was tried when he was going through his comedy phase, or he was trying to, he was trying to spread out a bit. And yeah, the, for instance, I think Jingle All the Way. Most people probably know this film more because of some of the some of the remixes that have been made. Mm. From from things that he've done, like the like, oh, I can't remember what the guy's name is, but this guy who does all these YouTube cuts where he takes bits from movies and he'll take like one line and he'll make like a dance track out of it and just loop this okay. one thing. Not and DJ Yoda, is it? No, 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 no. no. I can't remember what it is. Like his, he did one with Master Chef, like <laughs> well, Master Chef, and he did one with. There's a line that um, I know something says in the film where he goes, "Put that cookie down." And so he has this whole thing where he goes like, put that, put that cookie, put that, put that cookie, put that, put that cookie down, down, down. <laughs> you haven't seen this joke? No, I like the, ah, uh, poor baby one, personally. But yeah. <laughs> I'm completely baffled now, but that's not unusual. <laughs> so yeah, that is what that is what we actually have. That's, uh, so that's, uh, yeah, jingle all the way. So if we just go back a bit and talk about... Uh, Sean, you were, there was something else you wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, I was just um, actually it's leading quite well, actually, because with um, alternative Christmas movies, okay. um, you know, I mean, the films like 
Gremlins and Home Alone. Oh do yeah, they, oh, do no. they count as Christmas movies? Oh, Gremlin, I think Gremlins. Gremlins I think Gremlins is a brilliant Christmas movie. Yeah, Gremlins is a very good Christmas movie. There's one really, really good Christmas movie which I, I love. I hope you're going to say what I think you are. <laughs> is that yeah? Um, but it would it would be an 18 certificate one, and it's called Bad Santa. Okay, is, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. Um, Real, you know, con man. He's got a miserable life. He's a bank robber. He dresses up as Santa, and he's got a little elf friend. Um, but there's this, there's this, this. Oh yeah, because kid it's, in it. there's it's actually, this kid it's in actually it. a midget playing playing the elf, isn't it? Elf, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 that black guy. I can't remember what his name is. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's the there's this little kid, and he just loves him, and he thinks he's Santa Claus, and he goes and actually um, sort of manages to stay in his house because this little kid's dad's away and this little kid gets bullied and all that and I mean without putting too many I don't know if I can put spoilers in because perhaps not many people have watched it but it's just a really really nice ending the kid really really sorts of melt, melts his heart and although he's a bad character and he swears and he drinks however and like, grumpy and miserable, miserable he is to the kid the kid still thinks still, he's Santa, Santa Claus <laughs> and it's just lovely and, and right at the very end you know he wants to do something for the kid and I, I mean I love this film I think it's a great film I, I'm, so it's kind of like an alternative take on a Christmas movie but yeah. still but still has that whole family that, thing and all that that yeah, redemptive yeah, yeah. quality at the because end even, have you seen it Jan? no I haven't seen it when no. you're speaking I've seen bits of it but when you're speaking about the film and you're talking about how um, you're talking about the family situation that the kid's in it sounds similar to Miracle on 34th Street yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. A I single guess. parent, like no dad and her, and all kind of stuff. So. Yeah. So, but but yeah, there's this little lad with his grandma. Yeah. Grandma. All that she says is, "Did you want some, told me to make you a sandwich?" It's great. It's just a, good, a really, really good movie. It's worth seeing. Uh, I have an alternative Christmas movie to submit to the panel. Is, is this the one you stole from me? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's <laughs> not an alternative Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, the one I was going to suggest, which I do hope no one uh, listening has seen, and if they have. Well done. It's called Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, the slasher oh, movie. Good lord. Oh, I don't think. <laughs> even, even, even that title. No, let, let's move on. Okay, let's it's not. We're gonna, uh, <laughs> we don't want to end it. Uh, like, no, we don't. It's, it's a good one. Yeah, it is a good takes, one. It's, it's, yeah. You've got Halloween for Halloween. You've got this for Christmas. Okay. Oh, oh actually, there's there's a Finnish movie that has like, it goes through like a, a sort of Finnish folklore about Santa Claus and how he's like you know he's not actually there to he's there to punish bad kids and all that kind of stuff <laughs> yes I know the one you mean I'm I trying to think what it's called. called I can't think what it's called I either remember, oh, I've got to go find that finish just type in finish movie Chris, finish Christmas movie and see what comes up and also yeah, it's supposed to be quite terrifying isn't it? <laughs> it it's supposed to be quite terrifying but very very good well, it's, and okay the film that I was talking about which I mentioned to Joe last week as my pick for a Christmas movie and then all of a sudden he sends me a list and this movie is on it I mean what on earth what's going on I obviously don't listen to anything you say because I didn't know that you'd <laughs> Chosen. <laughs> yeah and that is die hard which is Yay. A, die hard which is it's set at christmas but the more i think about it the more i think it's actually a the whole film is a big allegory for christmas you have hans gruber showing up alan rickman essentially plays the grinch trying to take christmas from people yeah he, he a christmas comes, party yeah there's a christmas party everything like that and john mcclain is like this big guy and like you have this whole thing and the song that we played at the beginning of the show let it snow was actually from die hard it's the film that ends die hard and die hard too and I remember when we were growing up when we were kids, people were just kind of like, what on earth? You've just seen this horrible, this wonderful, amazing action movie and it ends with, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Yeah, and it's but in it California or something. It feels right it? though, doesn't yeah. it? It feels right. It just somehow it feel, feels right. It feels right. Uh, right, so we're, we're almost out of time. We're almost out of time. We'll have a little bit to say a little something at the end, but I feel like there's one song that we need to play to finish this off. I like to imagine a Christmas movie right now. As we said, a lot of them are American. So American Christmas movie, 
you're in Rockefeller Center, you're standing there, there's people like, you know, skate ice skating around the ice rink in there, and there's one song that has to play and plays in almost every single Christmas movie when people show up in Rockefeller Center, and it is the classic, this one. Love it, Joe. You love it. Joe, bow to the power of Christmas. Bah, humbug. <laughs> All right, cool. So that's it. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, everybody on three. Merry Christmas. One, two, three. Merry, Merry Christmas, Superman. <laughs> See you all in the new year when we shall be returning with the They Don't Make Them Like They Used To. And please remember throughout all of your Christmas viewing that they really, really do not make them like they used to anymore. Anybody else have anything to say? Have a lovely Christmas, everybody. Yep, happy Christmas. Super Christmas. Take it easy.